I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we coming from our basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the Podcastianos. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who is followed by a marching band constantly playing Hail to the Chief. It's Eric Wayne. Uh, Eric, did you have a good President's Day? You know, I, I, I've been putting up my President's Day decorations all day and really celebrating with President's-themed foods. You know, the traditional President's Day foods, obviously. Of course. Like pick, pickled eggs. Yeah. Did, did you yeah, have the day off today? Actually, everybody gets... Uh, well, doesn't everybody? Of course. You know, to, to celebrate with their friends and family. <laughs> President's Day is a ridiculous holiday. Let's yeah. let's end the ruse right now. There are schools in this state that have that had today off. Like, what, what kids ever have today? Ollie, President's Day is, has to be the most random holiday. Like, there's so just st- a collection of what forty five men over the course of American history. Right? Today in their day, there was one business that I needed to stop at, and then I remembered. Yes, they were closed because it was President's Day. It's ridiculous. Do you have a favorite president? I feel like you're the kind of guy who probably has a favorite president. Calvin Coolidge. Of course you do. <laughs> okay. Tell us why <laughs> Calvin Coolidge. I don't know. <laughs> his, his name, his first name and last name start with the same letter. So you get some That's nice cool. alliteration yeah, there. I like that. I think, oh, I, I'll tell you why Calvin Coolidge is my favorite president. Uh, and I recently learned this from an interview that, um, oh shoot, what's the redheaded late night talk show host guy? Conan O'Brien? Uh, yeah, Conan Holy O'Brien. Holy cow, you're he old. A, Conan is an old man and you're still too old to know who he is. Man. Conan O'Brien had an interview and he was quoting, um, oh crap, my brain is screwed up. Who's the blading? Bla- oh, Mel Brooks. He, he I never uh, would have, never would have helped you with that one. So I'm glad you came up Co- with that. Conan O'Brien had, was talking to Mel, Mel Brooks and, and Mel Brooks told a story about, um, how, you know, nothing really lasts forever. For instance, Mel Brooks went to go visit the grave of Kelvin Coolidge. And Kelvin Coolidge was a, a good president by all 
counts, a very famous man. But when you showed up at his grave, there was nobody there. Nobody cares. Do you care about Calvin Coolidge? I care about all life. And, but the point Mel Brooks was trying to make, and it was kind of a comforting one. It was, you know, all the work that you do, you you know, it's, you don't have to worry about fame or infamy for very long. That was this point. That's that's actually super deep. Yeah. And, and, uh, my dad would always say flippantly a hundred years, there's all new people. So you don't have to worry so much about stuff. You know, it helps you not to worry. So that's why Calvin Coolidge. That was deeper than what I was hoping for to start the show. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so I don't know if you know this. I'm sure it'll probably take you as a, a little bit of a surprise based on how cool I am now. Uh, but I actually used to be a little bit of a president's nerd. I used to be able to name all of the presidents like in order. You could tell me 16, and I would say who it was and probably the years that they were in office. Really? Yeah. I can't, I can't do it now. Um, because I have other things in my brain, because I, I have other interests now. Um, but yeah, I, I was very, very into the presidents. I'm working on memorizing Michigan's governors from start to finish. That seems like would, a super useful wouldn't that skill. Be, wouldn't that be a fun party trick? Just be like, like Stevens T. Mason, Woodbridge, Gordon. It, it would you know, be a Felch, party trick. Ransom. I'm not sure I'm willing to give you a, and I quote, fun party trick. So, you know, uh, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> to each their own. Very fun. Um, so anyway, it brings us to this week's leadoff question. If you were to run for president, who from Tiger's world, the, you know, the sphere of, of all Tiger's uh, people, who would you pick as the vice president on your ticket? Huh. I, I, I don't know. Nico, maybe? Did you, did you not that... think about this ahead of time? I gave you this ahead of time. Yeah, but sometimes I don't work very hard. That's fair. Okay. I, I, I did. I thought about I, I'm saying Nico. Okay. Nico. It's pretty versatile. He's from the South, and I'm from the North. Okay. Get those Southern votes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I put significantly more thought into this to, to, equal, Good, to even it out. Um, so I was thinking back, like, on the last several vices to see what kind of, you know, qualities and prerequisites they had for the job. Um, and honestly, we've had like a super eclectic group of vice presidents recently. So here, the vice president has one job: don't wait die. for you to yeah. die. Yeah. So he, here's a list of some of the the attributes some of our recent vices um, have had. Joe Biden, dude that everyone loved. Um, we also had an old guy that shot people for fun. Um, the literal yeah. inventor of the internet. Someone yes, whose yeah. big contribution was throwing shade at broccoli. Um, and a dude who played football at Michigan, like, yeah. you know, nobody in the tiger sphere, like picks all of those boxes. Um, so I went with somebody who was maybe a little more relatable. Um, and at least in terms of nickname had a little bit of political experience. So I went with the former mayor of Detroit, Sean Casey. That's a solid choice. That's a solid, he's got political skills. <laughs> now I'm not sure if he earned that nickname, but you know. He's he was the mayor nonetheless. He's a friendly, likable guy. Yes. He's got he, he. I could see him as a good politician for yeah, sure. Switch kissing babies and shaking hands. Yeah, helps you helps you reach on both sides of, I don't know, both sides of things. The aisle. Yeah, sure, sure. If you want to get in touch with you uh, with us, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On the Instagram, I am at Jordino four. Facebook.com backslash podcastianos. And we would love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, 
or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. And please leave us a review. We haven't had one in a while, and it's making our stock plummet amongst <laughs> iTunes charts. And if it happens for long enough, all of our Spotify money uh, will, in fact, dry up. And that's not what you want, is it? No, we don't want to. We don't want to have Spotify uh, basic like all the pores. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. So the boys have been back in camp uh, about a week now. So let's do a brief rundown of some of the big stories uh, before we get to the inevitable nonsense that will feature later in the show. Um, so yeah, the ti- we have work to do. It's business. Tigers arbitration uh, avoidance streak is over after the 482 years. Um, that we had had let it run. Michael Fulmer, of course, being the trailblazer. Um, Wednesday, headed to the arbitration hearing. Um, wanted $3.4 million, uh, ended up losing, and we're paying him $2.8 million. Um, interesting situation, huh? Yeah, you know, we we held on to their streak for so long. Dabrowski was kind of proud of this. Avila kind of continued it. So, uh, you know, I suppose it was an inevitable at some point the streak was going to be broken but how do you feel being michael fulmer and just being like okay yeah you're the guy we're going to file and trial with see here's here's the thing that i I was thinking of like i feel like he is the type of character that can handle it like yeah you know he he clearly doesn't care like you know he they uh carpooled up there which is beyond weird but that's that's neither here nor there um but i feel like using a character that can handle it like Michael Fulmer almost makes it kind of worse. Like those are the characters that you shouldn't make handle such things. Like, I I don't know. It's, do you think Fulmer's personality was a disadvantage for him? Oh, I definitely think so. If he would have kicked and screamed and been a little pissy baby about it, would they have settled for more money with him? Did they, did they rely on his trust or his personality too much? Probably. And two, I, you know, as a, as Vila is a businessman, obviously he's a talent evaluator and whatnot. And as a businessman, you know, your assets and obviously he, you know, anyone who's, we haven't been around Michael Fulmer, and yet we know, dude's probably not going to be too much of of an issue. It's, no. I don't know. You look at it on the surface, and we screwed around with probably our best asset over six hundred thousand dollars. Like, right. had we just said, "All right, dude, we'll give we'll give you the three point four. That's fine." Like, I get that you can't just cave, but it seems like a dangerous game for less than a million dollars to potentially piss off the number one asset we have in our arsenal. Especially after such a lengthy track record of settling, of, of finding a, an agreement. And it's this could contribute to the narrative of the Tigers being a thrifty team. If you wanted to have that perspective and you wanted to find another piece of evidence that said, we're just being cheap, you could add this to the evidence case file. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I think even more so than that is, you, I mean, this is another kind of strike in the, do we really have a plan? Or are we just doing things kind of scattershot as, as they become available, as they become apparent? Uh, it, it feels like something that a little bit of planning might've been able to get us out of. And, right. you know, clearly Fulmer is fine, 
Um, you know, the, the Fennec article talked about how, by the way, Fennec used the word thrice in his article about this. Yeah, good um, for him. That's a strong word. I, I immediately thought of you, so I don't know what that <laughs> says about you. And I'm like, oh, Eric could probably love that. I do. Um, I love the word thrice. But like, almost as much as penultimate. <laughs> pen, penultimate is an under underused word. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Just there's a lot going on with Fulmer when it comes to his his uh, injuries and the contract situation. I would just like to have seen them be like, you know what, we're gonna take care of you, and just getting that little bit of goodwill. And I don't. It's just such a. There's nothing really feel good about the Tigers right now. Had we been able to take care of one of one of the faces of the franchise like that. I don't know. I think there was I think there was six hundred thousand dollars worth of of worth in in doing that. But you know, hey, what, here, what do I here's, know? Here's a fun exercise. Don't overthink about it too much, but start from the very best player and work your way down. And just mention their name and then I will provide some kind of comment. So who's the Tigers' very best player? Miguel Cabrera. Coming off a biceps injury and only had a hundred and some at bats last year. Okay, who's the second best player? Nick Castellanos. He is uh, the subject of swirling trade rumors. Actively and... trying to get traded. Yes. Right. Okay. Who's the third best player? Michael Fulmer. Oh, uh, had this uh, knee brace on his knee and has this arbitration hearing situation. What's our fourth best player? Probably Candelario. I mean, it gets real murky after three. All right. I would say Candelario too. Nothing. T- too crazy with Candelario. I think he's probably positioned to be the best, but he got, he was worked to death last year. Yeah. I mean, that's still broke down because of it. Right. Uh, Zimmerman has injury issues. Norris has, you know, kind of confidence coming back from injury issues. I mean, so it's not, we don't have a, even a handful of really good players who are, Oh yeah. Free and clear and good to go. I mean, you got to get to a guy like, you know, Jordy Mercer, I guess, is going to be pretty solid, and you can just put him there. I mean, that's because the bar for Jordy Mercer is 220 and good defense. <laughs> Literally anybody can do that. I, I'm just saying, like, our top half dozen players all have just kind of question marks. That's not always so good. No, I don't. I don't think there's any scenario where that's good. Right. Um, I mean, of of our starting pitchers, really only Boyd. Is somebody who you feel kind of confident and trustworthy. And the question mark with Boyd is how far above just bang average is he actually? Like, you know, it's not like there isn't a question. It's just not a, you know, is he going to make a starts question, I guess. I don't want to poo-poo too much because it's spring training. And we're we're the sunshiners of the group. But if you look at our starting pitching, it could go, we could go from a bad team to a extremely bad team. In the snap of a finger. We definitely could. And I, you know, loathe to be the guy who is the, the sunshine. But there is a little bit of hope of going from a bad team to maybe not so bad if everything clicks for what is, you know, undoubtedly a fairly talented, if, you know, inconsistent group. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm prepared to be happy. It's spring. Yeah. Uh... The only other thing I have with this is arbitration is just such a weird construct. Like, it, I'm going to trash one of my own players to try and save myself a little bit of money. Like, I, I know it's it's the practice. That is what happens. It's just whoever yep. thought of that has kind of a, a sick sense of, 
whatever. Um, let's move on. Yeah, it's peculiar. Uh, Matt Moore's wife um, had their child. Uh, it was on Thursday, a Valentine's baby. Now, we've had a shocking amount of baby stories in spring training since we've started doing this show. Um, and it seems like we've seen their, them take the careers of the fathers in vastly different directions. Um, you remember a couple of years ago, obviously, Castellanos became a father yep, yep. and gained this new outlook on life and baseball. And is, that's the sole reason that his bat has broken out um, over the last couple of years. But then there was the fiasco re- regarding the birth of Kyle Ryan's kid. Do you remember that? Like. Last no, year, I don't. the year before, you he, refresh my memory. Um, so his wife had the kid, I think, in Tampa, and he had to—I don't remember exactly. I'm sure somebody in our in our mentions will, um, but he had to like drive 24 hours straight, and he, I want to say he missed some parts of spring training um, or whatever. And obviously, that sent his career into an absolute spiral. He was was never the same again. Um, do you see the birth of Baby Moore uh, revitalizing his career like Castellanos or dooming it like Kyle Ryan? So I did a, I tried to get to some evidence one way or the other on this. And I tried to write uh, an article, a blog post, that was a few years ago, because Phil Coke was having a child. Well, his wife was. And, you know, I was profoundly interested in this to try to see as as one would be. Because I looked at Dustin Pedroia and a bunch of other people who who had babies thinking, oh yeah, this is going to be a thing where it's either going to make them better or whatever. But the evidence was all over the place. I, I think no there's literally <laughs> zero correlation. Were you approached about being the godfather of this child? I, I think that would be appropriate, but no, I was not. <laughs> okay. Huh. I'm assuming And that- also I'm extremely Protestant. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that's how godfathers work in the, is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, I thought you just picked whoever you would want to raise the kid if both of you died. Isn't that how, oh. tra- isn't that how godparents work? Isn't that like a Catholic thing? I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, let's move on. In broadcasting news, um, our broadcast colleague, our good friend, Mario Mpemba has landed with, with the Red Sox, uh, in their radio booth. Good move for, for Mario. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he is with the best, probably going to be team in the in the league, and he's got a, um, I I don't want to say limited, but a reduced schedule from what he had with the Tigers. He's mixed in in a I'll call it a platoon. Should we call it a platoon? Uh, <laughs> he only only calls games when there's a right-handed starter. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, and um. He's right back to work, and he's with Dave Dombrowski, so I think he landed on his feet there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, being gainfully employed is always good, but... Um, right. I was going to... I originally typed the phrase, uh, falling upwards, uh, but, I mean, it's not exactly like he fell. There was uh, mitigating circumstances. He He is a Boston-quality broadcaster, you know, whether... But it's not a full-time gig either. That's true. So So I I think there's a little prestige with being kind of the flag bearer broadcaster for a club. The voice of whatever. Uh, Yeah, I would agree with that. Right. I I think there's some panache there. And he doesn't have that exclusively with the Red Sox. But I think it's still a pretty good gig for him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my immediate thought of Boston is, ew, Boston, you know, and, and racist. But yeah, it, it will be good for him um, to be around a winner. It's it's been a while for old Mario. 
Yeah. Um, do you want to think about Rod? Will Rod get a job? I can't see it. I mean, he he's he's more destined, I think, to go back into the coaching or instructing side of the game than I think he would be broadcasting. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a little tougher for him to find a job. And from everything we've read, so it should be. Yeah, but he he had probably the most promise of the two for a while because he was getting games on on Big Fox. That's mostly nope. in my opinion because Big Fox never actually watches the regional foxes and just, <laughs> ah, he's interesting. Let's go with him. Um, I think if anyone had well, actually... Rod did a handful of games for Big Fox. Yeah, I, I yeah. remember. It was a terrible choice then and it would be a, a terrible <laughs> choice now. Um, do you want to get into the Castellanos trade request or is this, I mean, it, it, I feel like it's kind of played news at this point. Yeah, you know, I guess I didn't realize I was looking at it, but it, it became a story when he showed up to camp. But I think he did a pretty good job of diffusing it. He said he all did. the right quotes about it being a business. And I thought it was fair for his agent to say, hey, if you're going to trade my guy, I'd like you to do it as soon as possible. I mean, let you get settled into a new club. So yeah. I don't think that was ridiculous on the agent's part. I think Nick handled it well. I think. If if any eyebrows were raised, it was Avila saying, hey, you know, there's no value there. Sorry, Nick. I, yeah, absolutely. I, I, he didn't say it like that. Here, but. Here's the thing. Here's here's my hot take on the situation. It's not like Nick came out and Anthony Davis, hey, please trade Correct. me. He's saying if you're going to do it, which realistically speaking, we're going to at some point. If, if you're going to do it, please do it before spring training. So like you say, yeah. I can get settled. Um, and it was through his agent. He wasn't going around in the clubhouse and doing it that way. I mean, he let his business representative represent his business interests, which I, I, I think is the right way to do it. Yeah. And I, I regardless, I would never have issue with it. like Nick, it's your career, you know, get, get your yeah. money, get whatever you want out of your career. I, I'm not here to judge that. Um, but even I thought, or, you know, I, especially I thought, um, yeah, there, there's nothing wrong. I, I mean, we will still support Nick. He, he's you know, a terrible fielder, but, but we, we definitely like him. Right. It'll be fascinating to see what kind of contract he gets. I mean, he was, he was talking about Nick Marcakis. who got a one year deal with the Braves, I believe is about $6 million total. And Marcakis finished third in the national league in hitting last year. He's also 35 though. I mean, it's not exactly a like for like comparison. No, it's not, but it tells you the, 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 the bargains that some guys are going for. Yeah. I mean, realistically at this point in their career, Nick has a little more pop, but they are actually fairly similar. It's, it's a halfway decent comp. All right. Uh, we both wrote down some players that we will be looking forward to watching in spring training, you know, kind of monitoring the box scores to see, Oh, how'd this player do today? How'd this player do today? Yep. Um, do you want to jump into that now? Yeah. So my number one choice is going to be Kristen Stewart. Really? Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really interested to see once he, who he, how he does because he doesn't have a lot of uh, a long track record. You know, we don't really we we kind of know what we have in Kristen Stewart, but for me, it's like is that power bat going to be there for him? And we saw flashes out of it the end of last year and obviously throughout the minors. But in spring, is he going to have that? Is he going to be able to carry that big bat into the to the um, to the regular season? We know he's not doesn't have a lot of defensive prowess. Right. He kind of stinks. Don't um, say that to I, Lynn. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. 
Um, so I'm I'm gonna I'm paying attention to him. How cool. Um, after this whole uh, Chris McCoskey Keith Law thing, I think the guy I'm most interested in is Victor Reyes. I'm very curious. Um, That's McC- who I written down second on my list too mccoskey for sure you know I, we'll actually get into this later because uh, keenan from uh, minor league tigers minor league tracker asked us to to weigh in on this but mccoskey seems to think that he's bulked up and he's made a big jump and obviously the one that we've made fun of consistently with with right. victor reyes is that he's a uh, you know he looks good in batting practice um but right. you know i i don't hold the opinion of all of the beat writers real highly but I am curious to see what he sees in in Victor. Like he does make a, a valid point. This is a young kid who wouldn't have been playing at the big league level. Um, obviously, right. we you know we saw him be not very good, but we also saw him make some fairly significant strides. And um, it would I mean we don't we're you know we're not overflowing with talent in the outfield. If he can turn into a, a right. decent big league player, that would be super, super helpful. Um, so he's number one on my list. Yep. Ages are a funny thing. Victor Reyes is 24 and you think, Oh, you know, for a prospect, he's kind of old, but you look at Candelario is only 25. You look at Jake Rogers and you think, Oh boy. Yeah. Jake Rogers. He's just a baby. You know, he's maybe our catching guy of the future. Jake Rogers, 24. Yeah. You and know, it seems Christmas, like, it seems like Vic is a young 24, at least as experience wise. Well, yeah, I would say so. Uh, cause, but he had, a, it felt like he never really had any good years in the minors. And then he had a bad year last year in the majors, but at the end of last year, he, he showed some flashes and maybe it just took him a while to, to mature and get here. And, and now, now maybe it's his time. I don't know. I, I hope so. I mean, it would be, su- it would be super helpful, but he looked lost at the play for long portions yeah, of the season. For sure. I, I don't necessarily hold out a ton of hope, but that it would be very helpful. Okay. Uh, back to you. Back to me. Um, another guy, I, I'm interested in watching in camp and we'll see how much playing time he gets is Daz Cameron mm-hmm. because he's got so much promise. He's young. Uh, he's 22 years old. Uh, he's kind of the center fielder of the future. I feel like, and we'll, and he, uh, he tore it up in double a last year. Daz Cameron. I'd be interested to see. I yeah. Guess. I feel like he's, probably the most fun name, you know, when, when I'm down there, that's the guy that I, I will hope to always see in the second unit. Um, I mean, he's, he's the one that's going to provide the fun. Um, my second name, and I will admit it, I'm a complete sucker. It's Daniel Norris. Um, sure. I, I, I just can't quit him every time he shows up in, in spring training. I'm like, Oh, he looks locked in. I, I think this is the year. Here's the thing. He's probably a bullpen piece. He's probably, you know, I don't, I'm not even going to say that he's in the Andrew Miller mold, but fastball slider, those are two helpful pitches for him. Um, but I refuse to give up on him as a starter, at least without one more chance. There's just too much talent there. Um, I will be watching each of his starts or I guess relief appearances potentially um, with very high interest. I just, I want it so bad for him. He, he seems like such a, a good dude. Um, and there's so much talent there. It, it feels like we're approaching sunk cost on him and, uh, he, it would just be such a, such a waste of talent if, if we didn't get the return that we kind of thought we were going to when we made that trade. 
Yeah. No, he's a fascinating dude. Um, my last one is Jamer Candelario. Okay. I brought him up already. Um, and I'm kind of tacking him on cause you stole Reyes. <laughs> um, no, I, for Candelario, I think he's just had so many at bats. Hopefully he's kind of like a, a pitcher who, you know, has been through the that big first long season and kind of hopefully has adapted to that. Um, and he's comfortable in his spots. And like I said, I think he's the top five, six, seven player in our team. Like he's got to carry some water for us. It'll be interesting to see how how he does selling into spring training. If it it comes back for him. So I'd agree with that. Um, my last one, uh, is in the Anthony ghost mode. I want to see Caleb Cowart this, this spring. Um, it's, you know, I, I don't really think there's anything there, but it is, you know, baseball is a quirky game. And when there's something fun and quirky going on, like somebody trying to both hit and pitch, you have my attention. It's it's the structured version of an animal on the field. Um, you I will I will be <laughs> tuned in. Um, I You know, like I said, there, there's nothing That's there. A good call. He, he he will not make the team as both a you know hitter and pitcher, but it would be cool if he did. He's not like discount Otani, you're saying. <laughs> he's he's discount. He's like Ali's Otani. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, so um, one more thing before we get to power rankings. Um, our my buddy Matt Koslerich uh, at M Koslerich on Twitter, um, talented graphic designer. Also, he uh, tweeted in. He wants our power rankings of minor league team names. Um, okay. So are we doing this draft style? Is that what we decided? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, why don't, okay. why don't we just go every other as opposed to doing a snake draft style? So of course, okay. okay. You, uh, I went first last time. You better go first. Okay. With the first pick, I of course take the rocket city trash pandas. Um, this is the team that's, wow. I don't know where, I don't know where, whose they are, or where they're coming to. Um, but try, I, you know, you're throwing a raccoon, we're calling it a trash panda. I am in 1000% of the time. I love the hats. I need one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the trash pandas. Strong pick, strong pick. Go, definitely going with the new trend of uh, quirky, clever animal mashup. Name. There is a non-zero chance that that's where the majority of mine are going to come from. Just well, heads I, I, up. Well, I better get mine in here. This is I'm changing up my draft strategy because I want to get in ahead of you on this one. And my number one or two, I don't think you're gonna you're gonna take. So I'm gonna go ahead and get in the Amarillo sod poodles. Yeah, that that was a wise choice. That probably would have been number two. I gotta I gotta get that ahead of you. The sod poodles is a pretty strong name. Definitely. I also factored in just kind of the overall branding on these teams in addition to the team name. The um, logos and such. Lo- yeah, logos, colors, etc. Like, I'm fairly big on that. Um, with my second pick, this is a, I don't know exactly how new, but the, the Hartford Yard Goats. They're double A of the Rockies, yep. I believe. Um, the the Yard Goat hat is en fuego. It is so cool. Um, I, I like their, their color scheme and, and the yard goats. I know it's some sort of like lumber yard or rail yard. It's a, or it's s- a railroad. Some, some sort yeah, of yeah, reference thing. to that, which, which I really dig. Um, so that's why I went with yard goats with my second pick. Uh, so with my pick, I'm going just for straight up value here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to cut ahead of you. To me, the, the highest team on my, on my board is the Savannah bananas. <laughs> 
I, I have to take the Savannah Bananas here. So that's, that's going out of the uh, the the you know the, the organized. The yeah. yeah, I think All it's right. I think it's independent ball, but um, you have the rhyming, which is good, always good, and they're bananas. And they they uh, you talk about color schemes and such. They rock these uh, yellow uniforms. <laughs> they're so good. There's no other and options when you're named the bananas. The Savannah Bananas is really strong. That's who I want. Um, so let's see. This is the third round. With my third round pick, I'm going to take the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Um, I've actually been to the stadium at Myrtle Beach. Kind it of was. Weak. Are you serious? You don't. You don't Myrtle like Myrtle Beach Pelicans? Dude, come on. For one, There's so much more better. Ones. Pelicans are the best bird out there, hands down. It's it's a regal creature, um, and uh, so here's the deal, like. I have a class of birds that I call fancy birds. And then, so you have fancy birds and regular birds. Pelicans are the fanciest of the fancy birds. Um, plus you have like a, a light blue and yellow scheme. How, how does it get better than that? It doesn't bother you that the NBA has a pelicans? No. Pelican, but there's the pelican. Pelicans are a good enough bird that we can go ahead and share that. You can double it up. Plus it's a very, <laughs> I don't know, it feels like a very minor league Z type of team name. All right, fine. Okay, I'm taking with the third round the Montgomery Biscuits. Yeah, that's a very I, – I, I definitely would have picked you to pick that one. Yeah, The Mon- – this is a – what are you saying? It's a very, very me choice. It's yeah. a food, and <laughs> the logo is awesome because it's just like an ogling, smirking biscuit. Buttered biscuit, yeah. <laughs> it's terrific. <laughs> like if you play for the biscuits, yeah. I was a biscuit. In my days as a biscuit, that's so good. That's what I want. Montgomery biscuits. All right, let's see. All right, what do you got? Um, With my next pick, I'm going to stay a little closer to home. Um, You know, it's it's obviously a team we discuss a lot, but if you really break it down, like the Toledo Mud Hens is a pretty dope name. They have they have great colors. They I love the leaf hat. Um, it's hard to go, and and it's the oldest, I don't know, whatever minor league Continual, team out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that, not a bad choice. That's my fourth. I, round I can't pick. that too much. My fourth round pick is going to be the Biloxi Shuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the Shuckers as a name. Yeah, it's, it's quality because it, it's regional, it's topical because they shuck the oysters or whatever. Sure, sure. And it's just uh, it's fun to say. Shuckers. Oh, so I got, I got two left on my list um, as far as who I want to take with my last one. I think with the well, with we the, might as well keep going. We'll just we'll, we'll speed rounds here. Okay, um, my next one. I'll take the Bra- uh, Bradenton Marauders. Um, it's, what? It's dumb. What? No, no, what, it's what not. It's a marauder. Um, oh, a marauder is another word for a pirate or a buccaneer or. Okay. Yeah. I get ha- have you seen the logo? It's sweet. Come on. There's so much more stronger names. All right, whatever Marauders is fine. It's good, good choice, all. <laughs> Such derision. It's fine. All right, I'm going with the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. That sucks. That's that's cheesy. That's a good name, the Rumble Ponies. I guess with the last one, I might as well stay even closer to home. The Traverse City Pit Spitters. The Pit Spitters. It's pretty strong. Yeah. Okay, I'll take then the El Paso Chihuahuas. That's who I want. 
it's not it's not bad not bad at all honorable mention i had ready the jacksonville jumbo shrimp yeah i like that one the new orleans baby cakes that's quality the dayton rubber ducks (laughs) the richmond flying squirrels that's good and the albuquerque isotope oops i like that one i also like the which got its name from the simpsons episode which makes it special does it does it Sure. All right. Simpsons got renewed. They could have more Simpsons. I just kind of assume that the Simpsons will always be on. All right. That was fun. Let's move on to your. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Power rankings. Power rankings. Before we started the podcast, we had a little banter, Jordan. We did. And I told you that I am going to be heading south to the happiest place on earth. And that is the the joy-filled terrain of Disney World. You know, I, I'm packing all my dad items. I got my my, my New Balance shoes and my curvy brim hat, my <laughs> fat wallet. I'm ready to go to Disney. I've been thinking and packing. Yeah, so I, um, I took you up on this this use of the word fat wallet. Are you? Is this just a humble brag that your your wallet no. is just so full of money? Is, this, this is that where is, all the Spotify a, money has gone? Aren't you a Seinfeld guy? Yeah, okay, Wasn't, yeah, 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 uh, George. Where yeah. it's just like oversized, okay. like you can't sit on it. All right, know? that's, I mean. It's got so, too many receipts and gift cards. To be it, honest, so. I, I kind of figured I just wanted to give you some guff about you bragging about how big your wallet is. You know, when you only carry hundreds, <laughs> you don't need that much space. <laughs> this is how I roll. Um, so... In honor of my pilgrimage, the great American pilgrimage to Disney World, I have for you the top seven and bottom three Disney films. Okay. All right. Or I should be more more clear. These are theatrical animated features. Yeah. All right. What, what so Disney is, is really about. We're, we're talking about animated films here. Okay. Cool. Right. This is, this now, is a good topic. This has been a a topic that has not been without controversy. I feel like about six, seven months ago, there was these brackets floating around where people were filling out their Disney bracket. And there's just very popular. People love for a while. Control yourself with the bracket. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't hear my power old at all. Yeah. Stop being, having fun and having joy (laughs) with things, please calm down. All right. So here we go. We're going to start at number seven. And that is Beauty and the Beast. Okay, that's cool. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever seen Beauty and the Beast. What? Dude, oh, I was man. a boy. Still am. Hey, Beauty and the Beast is the tale as old as time, yeah, yeah, song yeah, yeah. as old as rhyme. Okay, How? it's got good songs. It won big awards. It won like Academy 
Academy Awards. One of the few ones that did it. If there's no it's, people uh, in it, they shouldn't be able to win awards. That's ridiculous. People who I mean, acted she, in uh, movies are probably like, dang, we lost to this drawing? Be, act better then. Okay, that, that's fair. I'll, I'll give you that one. Okay. Beauty and the Beast was kind of early in the big Disney renaissance. It was an important film. I watched a lot of this as a kid because my little sister was into it so sure. a lot of beauty and little the beast. sister yeah all right you know i watched you know there goes the baker with his tray like always <laughs> sable bread and both himself <laughs> watched a lot of beauty and the beast okay number six is uh emperor's new groove yes this one is just plain fun yes it, it drops a lot of the um the pretense of trying to tell a fancy story. And it's just about having fun. It's a true cartoon. Yes. And I like, it is the most underrated Disney movie out there. Kronk is the best yes. Disney character ever. Even David Spade couldn't ruin it. No, it's still pretty good. Yeah. No, I, I think that is probably in the top five of my most quoted movies. Just overall. The point. The Cusco's poison. That little bit always <laughs> cracks me up. The poison for Cusco. Um, number five is Wally. Wally, I find to be both beautiful and a very poignant story about um, a variety of, of different kind of almost philosophical kind of topics. You know? Sure. And it's just fun. Definitely got to take your word really on that one. The love story, it's touching, it's charming. Wally is very good. All right. All right. Number four is Toy Story. So many good classic characters. Uh, it was really kind of groundbreaking for the animation that it did. And it's. I think it still holds up. Toy Story is still a pretty good film. Tom Hanks is kind of a doofus in that movie. He's, a, he's such a, a brown noser. Yeah, well, he's in character. That's yeah. kind of what Woody is supposed to be like. I have a hard time with Tom Hanks. If I if I never saw him in another movie, I'd be cool with that. Man, the, the, the biggest Tom Hanks thing was the film where they had the Somali pirates. Mm -hmm. I forget what yeah, it's called. I, I am decaptain now. That one. But yeah, that one. And there's a scene where they rescue him and he is in like the recovery area or whatever. And he just loses it. And he breaks down. And it was one of the, the most emotionally charged, like, acting jobs that I had ever seen. I thought that scene was incredible by Tom Hanks. You sure he didn't just need to suck it up? Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, um, so what did I say? Oh, Toy Story 4. Number three is The Incredibles. The Incredibles is a terrific movie, animated or not. I mean, it's got really fun themes. It's got – I mean – it's not even a kid's movie. It just holds up as an as a fun action movie all on its own. I haven't seen any of that. I feel like you're you're banking heavy on these new ones that I haven't seen. Um, but dude, watch a movie. You can. You, I know they're too long for you. Yes. but try. Sometime. Okay. Anyway, keep going. Number two for me uh, is Ratatouille. I love Ratatouille. I think it's it's charming and fun. I think it tells an interesting sto underdog story. Wait, I love uh, the underdog is the rat who learns to cook. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. One of my favorite characters in all of Disney movies is Anton Ego. 
is he's kind of a villain, but not a he's just perfect. That's my favorite character. Okay, Antonio. Um, number one, you want to guess? Um, I don't know, Lion King. Yes, it is absolutely the Lion King. Yeah, the finest Disney movie. This is the Disney movie I've probably seen the most. Um, One time we were driving back from spring break, and we had a um, conversion minivan back in the day with a regular tube TV and a VCR, and we had (laughs) one VHS along with us. Guess what? Lion King. And I had to have watched that movie probably ten times on that trip alone. How, how did you end up with just one movie? Like, whose terrible planning was that? Yeah, my my mother's. Yikes, yeah. man! I I would have assumed she had choice. she had a little bit more more planning skills than that. Well, I don't know if it was that, or maybe just my siblings wanted to watch Lion King over and over. Oh, okay. So evidently, Lion King is basically an animal ripoff of Hamlet. But if you're gonna rip off something. Mines will make it Shakespeare. Yeah, mines will make it good. Mines will go big. Right. <laughs> right. If you're going to be Greta Van Fleet and rip off a rock band, you might as well make it Led Zeppelin. Right. Mines will pick rip off something good. That is a, a reference that I completely understand and know what you're talking about. There'll be there'll be people out there who enjoy that. I'm maybe. sure there will. Or or I'll get angry tweets about Greta Van Fleet. That okay. M- that more sounds accurate. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, worst ones. Um, the third from the worst is song of the South. This one is kind of of buried in, um, the Disney vaults because it's maybe it's problematic as the kids going to say, it sounds super racist if it's old. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got some issues. It's got some issues, and I'm not going to dig into all of them and argue with people about the racism or non-racism of Song of the South, but there's a reason Disney is not releasing this thing. Yeah, Walt was from a different era. Let's put it that way. It it certainly was, and maybe not good. Okay, uh, number two is one that is pretty popular, but I can't stand, and that's Fantasia. Fantasia is animated to just these songs. There's no texture or anything. Mm -hmm. And and Mickey's like, uh, you know, there's Hall of the Mountain King with brooms and stuff like that. And I never got it. I hated it. It's so trippy. It's like what stoner teen came up with this crap. Yeah, maybe marijuana would help the enjoyment of it. Maybe. Certainly couldn't hurt. But as a child, I was not partaking in in the drugs. At least not as much. So... (laughs) So maybe it needs some fresh eyes. I don't know. But Fantasia, I always thought was trash. Okay, the number one worst Disney movie. You got to guess. Uh, it's going to be topical here again soon. Frozen? No, Frozen is fine. Whatever. Okay. Well, anyway. The worst Disney movie is Dumbo. Dumbo. This this movie like scarred me as a child. I hate clowns. I hate circuses. And here's this like scared elephant with like, freakish ears and his mother's like abandoning and it's so sad and miserable and convoluted and Dumbo is the worst Disney movie and it's not even close and now they're coming out with a live action version of it I won't watch this if you paid me it's awful I don't want any Dumbo in my life it's trash that was power rankings hello this is Eric's mom and you're listening to the podcast Yanos. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the others got to say. 
I'm just going to clip that a little bit now. Um, okay, well, let's... Lulali guy, what a day. Let's get to Twitter questions. Um, let's see. I, I haven't seen anything on the side of the road. Still winter. I have nothing to add. Um, and, and Myers, tell us, do you have horror stories from Meyer? I don't know that I've been to Meyer in the last week. Oh. So. You got to do some things, Hall. Yeah. I went tubing this weekend. Is that do, is that is that count for something? It's the first time I'd ever been. Did you get hurt? No. How do you, you Was it fun? It was fun. See, here's the thing. Like I've hey. I've hid from outside winter sports my entire life because in in Michigan it's cold. Um but it's so much better than skiing. All you do is either sit on your back, you know, on your butt or on your your stomach and they push you. Like that's all there is to it. You don't have to try and keep yourself up and go back and forth yeah. and then try and stop. You just slide like it's. I, like, I, I bet you like the bowl with the bumpers in too, don't you? Um, I mean, I don't really. Actually, my favorite part of it was the, you know how they hook you to the thing and it pulls you backwards up the hill. That was pretty sweet. Oh yeah, that's yeah. nice. I'm more of a of a relaxed look at the view type of recreational, recreationer. Sounds lazy. Yeah, whatever. Um, all right, Twitter questions. Uh, just like last week, if you submitted a question and we don't get to it, um, it's because we've had a lot and spring training is long, so we're rationing them. First one comes in from at uh, flyin underscore Dutchman X. What is the best food at Comerica Park? Uh, nachos, brisket nachos. Actually, I, I'm going nachos too, but I'm going shawarma. Legitimately, some of the best uh, Indian food I've, I've had or Middle Eastern food, whatever I've had anywhere. Like, it is, it is really, really good. The uh, the new Little Caesars Arena has one, too. Not quite as good. Still still worth eating. Um, but, yeah, definitely. Have you had the one. Coney Dog Pizza? No, not that's not really that's my jam, though. No, same. Same as these. It is. I will. Let's, let's get into this a little bit. I will say that the Little Caesars Pizza at Comerica is a thousand times better than Little Caesars Pizza literally anywhere else. You know, I thought the same thing, and I didn't know if it was just, you know, the context, the so, ambiance, or if it was significantly better pizza. The main difference is that Little Caesars Pizza at, at Comerica is actually pizza as opposed to whatever it is when it's served at, at other Little Caesars locations. Ah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Have you seen the commercials for the, the pretzel crust with the nacho cheese sauce? Like no. any, So it actually looks really good, and anywhere else I'd try it. But you know, coming from Little Caesars, it's just straight up trash. Little sketch. Probably make you sick. But yeah. Um, next one, Peter, uh, who is at Frogtown Tigers. What is the minimum amount of games one must watch in a bad season to be an air quotes true fan? I don't think you have to watch any. I, I'm going to answer this question seriously, even though it probably dignifies a ridiculous answer. But I'll be kind of serious about it. Is you don't have to watch any. You know, if the Tigers were putting together, putting out there a terrific product and you weren't interested in it, in it I'd say, oh, you're not you know, really a fan or whatever. But they're putting out there some substandard product, products. That's, you don't have to. That's have a to fair take. Game. I have a different take. Here's the thing. There's no such thing as a true fan. You're right. Fan however you want. If you want to watch none and call yourself a fan, that's fine. If you want to watch 162 games. I mean, you really need to reevaluate your priorities, but that's fine too. You're definitely a true, like, 
just watch and consume content, tigers, whatever, um, in whatever way you want, except for this podcast, which you should at least download every week. This is required. Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, David Ham at David J. Ham says, welcome back. The new uh, AAF is using some different rules from college and NFL football. Are there any possible baseball rule ch- changes you would want to see tried in spring training games or minor league baseball? Hmm. I'm not terrible. Oh, I, here's one. Um, I thought about, I would say that the batter does not need to have both feet in the box when the umpire points to the pitcher or yells play ball or some other signal, the pitcher is free to deliver the ball. Yeah. I can, as a former pitcher, I can 100% get behind that. Yeah. Absolutely. To me, it's a, it's a pace of play thing. Yep. So, you know, if you want to, you know, stretch your arm and have one foot in and one, no, none of that shenanigans. The umpire says it takes a look at him. Okay. He's kind of ready. Play ball, you know, does the finger point to the pitcher. Mm-hmm. He's free to deliver the ball. That's what it's a small ch- change, but I think would be a healthy one. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I can't say I feel like I got into this last week, but I love the quirky, unpredictable, um, kind of kitschy manner of baseball. Like I want all of the traditional stuff to stick around. Um, I don't want pitchers to feel rushed if they want to step off four times before they deliver each pitch. You know, that's part of their their method. Like, I'm very traditional like that. I don't necessarily super want to see any any uh, rules changed, but I'm I'm definitely uh, in favor of trying things in spring if you're going to try something because it doesn't. How do you how do you feel about starting a runner at second? Like in in extras, not in extras, not a huge fan. But I mean, there are there are worse ways that Manfred will possibly try and destroy baseball. That's not necessarily like the worst one. So, right, you know, I guess you gotta you gotta pick and choose your battles. Uh, Jen- How about we go back to the old rule where you're allowed to soak the runners? Basically, if you get the ball and you throw it at somebody at the base pass and hit them, they're out. Oh, like uh, d- uh, kickball rules? Yeah, yeah, that that I could get behind. That'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine a pitcher <laughs> hundred yeah. miles an hour throwing it at a dude's chest? Oh, it could get painful. Uh, Jennifer Cozy asked uh, at Viva Tigres, Miggy's cut off sweatshirt sleeves or his assertion that he might steal a base this year, preferably home. Do you, you see the, the pictures of him in it? I have not. I assume oh. I, I'm, I'm envisioning what he's what it is, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we've said this before, but Mickey looks like he's in good shape. I mean, he yeah. looks healthy and he looks swole and not puffy. Like I, he's going to steal base this year for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, he's if if healthy, he's he almost does stuff like that for fun. Um, yeah. Just just for his own board. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Next one. Now, no, go ahead. For strategic reasons, no, for, for, for levity. No, it'll be up six runs in the fifth inning of a game on Wednesday in the middle of June. And he'll just like he'll just get a wa- walking start and yeah. just doop doop doop. Nobody will pay attention, and he'll just be on third. And we'll all go like, "Oh, Mickey, he's just a big kid. He's he's just such an intuitive base runner." You'll hear some <laughs> BS like that. Oh boy, um, Todd uh, at Wertent. Says Lucky's versus Costco. 
Now, I feel like this is... Do you guys have a Lucky's down in, in Grand Rapids? I have Rapids? no idea what Lucky's is. Really? We have something up here that you don't have. That is fantastic. So Lucky's is a um, is a grocery store. It's, it's comparable to Trader Joe's, I would say. Oh, okay. Um, they have a lot of, of produce, a lot of organic produce, lots of bulk. Um, and they have a, have a great... Um, not deli. Yeah, I guess deli. And in uh, what's the place where you can get like fresh fish and that kind of stuff? What's that called? Fishmonger. Uh, yeah, not not that fresh. Like, <laughs> you know, where you can get your butcher. I guess butcher, butcher fish, butcher meat market. Fish. Yeah, meat market. Anyway, um, but it's kind of you know a little bit more ups, not upscale, but just it's it's clean and nice. it's. Um, yeah little more trendy and stuff and obviously like it's a very different store than Costco but they both give out samples which I'm a big fan of yeah um I mean it's you know you go to Costco for bulk you go to Lucky's for class for class yeah for for good produce and for good meat I think the real question is Costco versus Sam's oh for me it's Costco for sure yeah absolutely have you had the, the Costco pizza Yes. Costco pizza is legit fire emoji. It, it's actually good. Yeah. The, I'm amazed. I get to Costco every week. Um, and I'm always stunned by the number of people in their food court. Yeah. Eating. Yeah, it's why insane. Not? It's, it's good food. And it's dirt cheap. It's cheap. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last one. Um, and I've saved this for last because it's the most interesting. Keenan at Tigers underscore lifers. Going to need you to pick sides in the McCoskey law feud. Do you want to fill people in? Are you are you woke to this? No, I, is this about Victor Reyes? It is the most mundane thing for a national and a local beat writer to argue about. But was was Law saying he's trash and McCoskey says he's something, or vice versa? So McCoskey said, "Rando prediction that um, one of the most important players on the Tigers roster in a couple of years is going to be Victor Reyes." Oh jeez, um, and I don't remember exactly how it got got uh escalated but um mccoskey law was basically just like nah no uh actually no uh mccoskey this is what happened mccoskey said um you guys you twidiots for you know twitter idiots forget that he would have been at double a or possibly triple a had he not been a rule five pick and then Law said, true. Um, yeah, which is probably true. No, he hit too well at double A the year before he was a real five pick. He for sure would have went up to triple A. And then McCoskey said, um, well, you didn't see him at camp that year. He was terrible. Um, there's no way they would have moved him up to triple A. Um, and then, I don't know, something. And he, McCoskey, at one point said, oh, I forgot about your all-knowing omniscience, um, you know, to Keith Law. And then they they kind of went back and forth with slightly personal attacks. Um, so that, that's pretty much it. It was, I mean, okay, it is exactly how an argument about Victor Reyes would unfold. Yeah, yeah. Let me lay my cards on the table here. Mm-hmm. I do not find Keith Law to be a particularly appealing or charming <laughs> person. I, 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 he's just kind of not the kind of person you'd like to hang around. He's certainly. I mean, He's he's self-righteous and pretentious and uh, a know-it-all, shall yes. we say. Yep. Now, having said that, he often is has good information and is not wrong about things, which is infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the same, like, the same take. I've, I really don't like Heath Law. He is, like you say, um, a tough follow. 
Yeah. But as I, I alluded I to before, McCoskey is not. Um, he's not going to back down either. No. He, he's kind of. Um, he suffers from some puffed chest too. I dare say. Yes, and he—he's he, he the Lynn Henning school. He's the Lynn Henning school of confidence. Shall yeah, we say? I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So, this is too. This is too like uh, rams or like gorillas bumping chests into each other. It's, it's like unproductive. And when allegedly like informed people are arguing about Victor Reyes, I think we all just end up losing. It's Victor Reyes. He was a rule five. Uh, maybe he'll break out and be something awesome. But if he was in AAA last year, just imagine he wasn't a rule five pick. He was in AAA and put up a mediocre season. Would anybody be paying any attention or saying anything about him at all? We would not. No. 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 Even right. So it's like just relax. I will say I am significant, like, you know, like I said before, I'm significantly more interested in Victor Reyes this spring because of this yeah. whole interaction. Yeah. So I, I guess it, we all are winners in the end. That's right. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comerica Eric and the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I'm at Jordino 4 Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos and help us make that Skrilla by taking the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you listen to the show on. Eric, good show. Um, anything else to say, people, before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm regretting not putting Robin Hood in my top seven. It's Disney okay. Films. You, you also you sang some of it, so I think that, I think that evens <sighs> it out. I promised there would be no singing in the podcast. Sorry, friends. Did you? Well, I, I'm if I did, I'm just breaking all the promises. It's fire. Okay, I'll do whatever I want. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of my own desires. Whatever. That sounds very dirty. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 